I would throw all this in the pod right now, but she doesn't listen to it. So why doesn't she listen? I know that's so rude. What kind of that's not supportive at all. You know, I'm gonna text her that. I'm gonna text her that. Please I'm gonna do. text her that right now. Be like, Please what do. kind of unsupportive ass wife are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm legit gonna text it. She just said so unsupportive. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, can you like listen to this week at least though? Can you see that? She goes, okay, just for you, not Johnny with periods. No. Not period I'll Johnny, period. I'll take it. <laughs> so mean. Now you can add that to the pod. The not Excellent. period Johnny, period. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of No One Cares About. Your regular season finale. Dun, dun, dun. That's so triumphant. For some of us, it's less triumphant. It's a <laughs> wah, wah. I mean, it still may be less triumphant for some, including myself. Yeah, Miss Number One Seed, get out of here. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are, together again. I'm Commissioner Johnny, joined as always by... Your favorite co-host, Crispy. Here we are, talking about what whatever this past week was, and the end. This is the end for a lot of us. This is the end of the regular season. I mean, it's everyone's end of the regular season, and pretty much everyone goes into the playoffs. They just... There's different types of playoffs. <laughs> so you're, like, <laughs> trying to explain, like, death to a child, like... <laughs> Some people just go to sleep forever for the rest of their life. It's a euphemism. You're euphemismizing me. I was just going to say, it's so great to be back together again. Um, but is it? Is it great? <laughs> but is it? <laughs> wow, so much okay. has happened since the last time we were together in a normal way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's the end of the regular season. Playoffs start next week. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, so you're scared. You're not the only one that's scared. What's scary is uh, all these injuries in week 14. There are some major ones that are definitely going to affect some people. Uh, let's start off with the quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar Jackson, big one there for Lynn. Um, this is going to be the second year in a row, I think, that Lynn goes to the playoffs without Lamar Jackson on her team. She did okay with uh, the backup last year. Let's see how it goes for her. But, um, yeah, losing Lamar is going to be a tough one for sure. Was it Tyler last year, too, for her? I believe so, oh, yeah. I wonder she... Tyler Huntley won, won her a championship. I see. I see. I was wondering why she was so confident about going straight to him <laughs> on the pickup. But I guess that makes sense. If he won you a championship, why not do it again? Yeah, and then uh, going on with another quarterback, one of your favorites, Matthew Stafford, still has a concussion? I, I mean, that was the original thing. It's now a spinal cord contusion, which a contusion is like a bruise. But I mean, obviously having a bruise on your spinal cord sounds pretty serious. Um, the weird thing is like up until they placed him on IR, they were like, oh, there's a good chance he's done for the season. I'm like, what do you mean there's a good chance he's done for the season? Obviously, he's done for the season. He's been done for the season. These like coaches and people are so weird about how they like phrase things. And I don't really understand why they like want to be weird about it, but he's done. It was obvious that he was done. And 
there's a new quarterback in town now, so I guess it doesn't matter. Well, at least, you know, Matthew Stafford's going to be able to recover, for get ready for next year, eat lots of Little Caesars pizza. I mean, sure. I don't, like, I don't want to have us go off on a tangent, but I did hear something kind of interesting that someone else was talking about was that, is, like, Stafford done? Is he going to retire? Is this, like, new move bigger than what people think it is? Like, it's not just spiteful, as we'll talk about later, but... Could it be like this is just too much and he's come to the end of his career? I don't know. Um, well, I guess we can see on that. I mean, he didn't have a hot season up until injuries and all that. But I don't know. They, they made such a big move for him. They obviously did win a Super Bowl. It's yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Considering like his family's experience with you know what their health and everything i could see this being a big like maybe maybe it's time he has his super bowl it's great all of la will love him forever all of detroit will love him forever he's had a pretty amazing career considering um i don't i don't know if anyone would be too upset in that i mean like it it might just be deserving like it just might be his time why hurt yourself further if you're having like really bad injuries and you could just retire i know we might have to get lou on the pod again to see if we can get uh, kelly stafford back on the pod and see if she can uh, confirm some of these uh, allegations would be interesting to hear not a stranger to our injury list this year tua on castro's team uh looks like it's not too bad uh hopefully we'll be playing this week which is good news for you right yeah, I mean, honestly, like this is really more of an update for me than it is for Castro, even though Tua is on Castro's team because Castro obviously loves Jalen Hurts. But it's nice to know. I mean, but at the same time, like you mentioned, like Tyree Kill is going to perform regardless of who his quarterback is. But it's obviously a, I think it's a stronger performance with Tua. So and I like Tua and it's it's you know, it's, it's cool to see him doing what he's doing out there and what that team what Miami's doing out there. So, but yeah, this is really more for me than for Castro. Yeah, but hopefully he should be fine. But yeah, I think uh, uh, Tyreek has proved that he's quarterback proof. So you should be fine either way. This next one, I think, is probably the, the biggest story of the weekend. Jimmy G. I was just talking about how they're cursed. They're crazy. Is this your it's, fault? Did no, you do this? no. I and I preface this. This is also not me. Like San Francisco is notorious. They can't stay healthy. I don't know what they're feeding them, but their bones are all brittle. Their ligaments are not elastic enough. I don't know. But yeah, they can't stay healthy over there. They lost Trey Lance. Now they lost Jimmy G. You definitely have not heard it here first, but San Francisco is got some sort of curse yeah jimmy g's second big injury as a quarterback in san francisco uh, i think it was probably a couple seasons ago when they lost like all their running backs yeah it's it's tough to be a niner it's tough to be a niner fan <laughs> yeah but brock purdy looked pretty nice last week yeah that's that's true i mean maybe maybe most of the team is quarterback proof as well that's still to be seen although i i was having this this kind of discussion with my jimmy about like 
how it's not unheard of for a backup quarterback to take the team through playoffs and their starting quarterback to come back and win Super Bowl. It has happened. It has happened. And they're saying that Jimmy G could be back. He's no longer fantasy relevant, but he could be Super Bowl relevant. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe he has like a playoff curse himself, right? That's how they lost it in the NFC Championship last year. If um, whoever the quarterback ends up being, you know, takes him to the Super Bowl, and maybe Jimmy G's not uh, Super Bowl cursed. Maybe. Or it could be a whole Nick Foles situation, and, you know, the backup can just win the Super Bowl. That'd be kind of fun, too. That's true. But then that means Brock Purdy will not get any recognition, and he'll forever be a backup. Uh, but we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I personally foresee the Seahawks taking over the division, and the Niners might not even make the playoffs. But we'll, we'll see how that all folds out. Speaking of the Seahawks, we move away from quarterbacks and move on to the running back position. We have Kenneth Walker, big injury for him. Um, you know, he's on his rookie year, uh, had a slow, little bit of a slow start, um, but showed, you know, a lot of promise, had some really big weeks, but he has this weird foot strain. Yeah, they're, they're like calling it unusual. I guess it's not a commonly seen injury so i think like nobody really knows how to talk about it but they are calling it unusual he didn't practice on wednesday so his ability to play this week is questionable this is a big week i mean obviously this is a big week for a lot of people um heading into the playoffs next week but you know ken kenneth walker is on lou's team this is a, a big week for lou and um, huge implications for where he lands in rankings for the playoffs. So uh, hopefully he has a backup plan. Yeah, um, and DJ Dallas, I think, is the backup in Seattle, but he was kind of banged up a little bit too. So we'll see. We'll see how the Seattle backfield rolls out the rest of this this season. Uh, staying on running backs, we have Josh Jacobs with a quad injury. He was limited again this week, uh, but... This is apparently his new MO, so I don't think there'll be a problem for him to play. And uh, continuing on running backs, we have Joe Mixon on Casho's team, concussion. But looks like he's going to be okay. He did practice in full already, so he's out of the concussion protocol. Uh, he's definitely been a stud for Castro. big part of uh, Casho's success has been Joe Mixon, so I'm sure Castro is happy to see him back. Definitely an important gain for Castro for this week. So we'll see how that fares him in his matchup. Uh, speaking of cursed teams, cursed positions, New York Jets running back, Michael Carter injured as well on Lynn's team. He's been injured. So this is actually a return of Michael Carter. He was officially removed from the injury report, um, but it does sound like their head coach, Robert Sala, also likes Zonovan Knight, also on Lynn's team. Um, so this may be bad for both of their their values, just if they're, you know, if they're ending up in like a committee sort of situation. Um, so I don't know what Lynn is planning to do. This is shockingly a important week for her. I think we thought Lynn was just gonna coast her way into the playoffs in the first seed, and that is not currently the situation. Humble brag from the first seed. No, I'm not bragging. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just saying, like, I think 
we thought that like it was just going to be like by this time like lynn was going to be set like didn't really matter what she was going to do with her team what her players were doing but it's not the case and now she has to kind of decide between these two players who have both been really great zonovan knight is coming off of a great showing last week now she's getting michael michael carter back and it sounds like they're going to be sharing the backfield so it's only going to eat into each of their values i think neither one of them are Brees hall is my point moving away now from the running backs our first receiver here on the list is Cortland sutton hamstring injury on chris's team i don't know if chris has even been starting him necessarily he's been as okay as a russell wilson wide receiver could have been this season i guess um but yeah now i think this has more implications for other players on the broncos more so than probably chris um for people who have other broncos players like myself like rocks she has jerry judy this is actually more for us because if uh sutton's out i think this is obviously a good thing for us um although it's very confusing there hasn't been at least when i was checking there wasn't a whole lot of information um but hackett just said it's not looking good for him so it's just ominous and unclear yeah denver playing casey this weekend it's gonna be a tough one so, yeah, I think Greg Dulcich is probably going to be the the best receiving receiver on the squad. And I may play him. Teaser. <laughs> uh, next receiver we have, we'll stay in the AFC West, is wide receiver Mike Williams. Uh, ankle injury on Lou's team. It uh, looks like he was limited in practice on Wednesday, but he is looking good. Yeah, it looks like Big Mike is coming back. Hopefully he doesn't have any setbacks if he does play, since as we all probably recall, um, when he did play just a couple of weeks ago, he came back and re-aggravated his injury. So that ended up with him being taken out of the game and not playing, I think, for a couple of weeks. So this is another big gain for Lou. Um, so he's losing his starting running back, but he's definitely gaining a very strong wide receiver. Again, this is huge implications for other people who have uh, Chargers players, which again is rocks and myself um, and most likely going to eat into their value if uh, Mike is ready to go. And it, it's looking like that'll be the case. Uh, another receiver we have is Traylon Burks, um, Tennessee wide receiver there on Jay's team concussion for him as well sounds like this is kind of like what happened to chris olave a few weeks ago right yeah same sort of like getting a concussion while getting a touchdown i don't know if it was as bad as olave's or like exactly similar i've i've read that it was a really bad hit um and i'm pretty sure olave did not play the following week if i recall correctly from my starting lineup um so i i don't think Traylon is going to clear um, the protocol for this week. We'll likely just not play. And our last receiver we have is Jacoby Myers, also a concussion, also on Jay's team. So tough times to be one of Jay's receivers. <laughs> yeah. I Less less information on this one. Um, so I'm not really sure too much about this one. But again, it's always... Not always, but now it is up to protocol. So you just kind of really have to monitor these situations. 
And last player we have on our list. I thought I was going to make it without having any injuries, but unfortunately not. Uh, my tight end, Hayden Hurst, with a calf injury. Um, he did leave the game early and um, had that unfortunate walking boot. Yeah, he was seen in Wednesday's practice with a protective boot, so I think his status is pretty doubtful for this week. Good thing I have like six tight ends and I'm not actually starting Hayden Hurst. So. That's true. You you have And you have strong tight ends. <laughs> Hayden Hurst is like unnecessary on your team. Yeah, well, I traded you for him. So I had to, for my pride, I had to keep him along with Julio Jones that you gave me as well. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, well, those were our uh, injuries. Clearly, there's a few of you who are going to have to really make some big decisions. But that's just where we're at. That's where we're at. We also know where Baker Mayfield's at. Yeah, surprisingly soon. I didn't think we were going to like really find a home for him. It's like he ended up in the shelter and it was like, who wants this this puppy who's kind of old and not really cute and fuzzy and warm anymore? But I mean, he needs a good home. Will you take him? And seeing as the 49ers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, was gone or is now gone. Or is done for the season, I guess. Kind of seemed like that's where Baker Mayfield was going to go, or at least made the most sense. Um, but in true fantasy football spitefulness, <laughs> the Rams put up a major block there and took Baker Mayfield for themselves. Yeah, what's funny is that um, Jay had mentioned that in the chat earlier uh, this week that he didn't know that waivers were a real thing that happens in real life football (laughs) it doesn't actually only belong to fantasy football so yes there is a waiver wire right so um baker was waived so he goes to nfl waivers and 49ers were the most logical landing space for him but they were way far down in the waivers and so there was little to no chance that he was going to make it down to the 49ers um, but the, the bigger surprise is the Rams decided to take him because, yeah, like, yeah, they need a quarterback, but they don't really have a season. Um, the thought yeah. is, you know, you get, you get, you have to pay Baker a little over a million dollars, 1.349 I have here, yeah. mm-hmm. is that he has to get paid. And so for quarterbacks, really not that much money. And so the thought was that he's going to go to a team to kind of, you know, more or less see what he has and see if he's worth picking up, picking him up in the future. Can't imagine the Rams have any sort of long-term plans for him. So just so weird, just, just weird to pay this money just to spite the Niners. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. It's like the only thing about it that like, to me makes it worth talking about because otherwise it would just be like, like why you don't need him. Your season's done. Like what's the point? But just the whole obvious nature of it to be like, well, our season's done, so F you too. It's just funny. It's so funny. It's nice to see that it's just as spiteful out there as it is in our league sometimes. Uh, we learn from the best, I guess. We're learning from the professionals. Well, anyways, on to more pressing matters for this upcoming week. <sighs> Heavy sigh. We knew it was coming. We had some unnecessary weeks in the process. But here we are again. I'm again part de. Good job, NFL. Killing it out there on really just screwing up everyone's last regular season week. We have six teams on by this week. 
Need I remind you, we only had two teams on by last week, and now we have six teams on by this week. They are the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders. It's kind of similar to the last time we had six teams on a bye. It's not a lot of fantasy studs this week, but it's still just numbers. It's so many bodies. Like, again, I think everyone is going to be affected somehow, some way, even if it's a minimal impact. There's just That's just a lot of teams. It's, it's too much for the week before the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely not like your heavy hitters. It's like you're just your solid, like your standard kind of players that like just give you like the more consistent points. Like I think there's got to be at least two people on each of these teams that people are like constantly playing every week. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like this is a bad week for that because the playoffs are next week and people's playoff spots are still being decided this week. You know, it's crazy. Um, in one of these leagues that I'm in, and it's the league that I've complained about on the pod before. Uh, <laughs> this is the first week of the playoffs. Oh, it is. Yeah. So Weird. people have to deal with these buys on the first week of playoffs. That's definitely worse. It sure is. And I don't know if that is, I've talked about my bad commission thing. This is definitely, this is the league with the bad commission. I don't know if you realize what he did. Um, but I've utterly dominated in this league. I went 11 and zero in this league, but I did lose, I did lose the past two weeks. No, no, Uh I'm, I'm the number one seed by far. Like, oh, so regardless, you at least have a buy this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. I for sure have a buy. Mm -hmm. I'm ahead by three games. I'm 11 and two. I did lose the past two weeks, which is a little concerning, but second place is eight and five. So I have a huge advantage in this league. Um, but yeah, random that they have um, playoffs already. And so I was like going to bring it up to them. But at the same point, I'm like, I don't know if I just want to ride this out and see if I can just win it <laughs> the way we're going. Are you playing a defense now? Uh, I, I ha- Yeah, the, the past two weeks that I've lost have been pretty much genuine losses. Yeah, but the reason I'm concerned is because I I lost Cooper Cup. I lost Dallas Goddard. And so some, some kind of big losses there on my team. But we'll see. I got to buy, so I don't have to worry about these um, real life buys in this league. But we'll we'll see. I'll have to update you how a terrible league treats me in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely want to hear more about that. But uh, yeah, just a reminder for all y'all that there are six teams on by. In case you weren't aware, although I'm sure you're all aware. Because this is the your last week to solidify your spot in the playoffs. Oh, did you hear that? Was that the door? I think so. I think someone's here. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited. Well, everyone, it's been a long time coming, but we finally have a guest again. It's been a bit since we've had someone. I, I tried to tidy up as well as I could, but hopefully this is nice and neat for you. But we have a guest, and... It's the one and only Roxanne. Yay! Welcome. Woo! Yay! Welcome to me. Happy to finally be on the pod. It's so nice to have another female voice again. That's literally how I feel with this league in general. I'm like, it's all the dudes, but it makes sense. Like, there's not a lot of fantasy leagues out there where it's just a bunch of ladies. There are all girl leagues, though. I I know they exist. Yeah, like, I'm sure that's, like, not common. Yeah, like you'd probably have to join like a rando league and not just be like people you actually know. That's all 
women coming together to join a league. Yeah, I don't think I know 12 women who would want to be in a fantasy league. (laughs) Well, you at least know the three that are in our league, so that's a start. Thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rox, did you think that we were skipping over you and that you're never going to be on the pod? No, I didn't think that. I thought that I thought there was a rhyme or reason to it. Like, okay, you guys were going with winners, and then like, I honestly didn't even know what the pattern was after that. So I guess maybe next week when you finish everyone, you'll have to reveal what your pattern, if there was one. Well, at least we'll we'll reveal up to this point. I guess we're almost done, right? But we saved you because we had the women early on, and so our Miss Crispy here wanted to make sure that there was still a female voice towards the end. We didn't want to use all the women first. Got it. Okay. So you are our palate cleanser at the end. Congratulations! Thank you. Now I feel honored. So rocks. Well, I guess I already answered the first part of this question, but give us your name and your team name. Well, my name is Roxanne. Um, friends call me Rox, or if they just don't like it, they can stick with Roxanne. Um, my team name right now is Team Banged Up. Fitting. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Yeah. Your team's like doing, like you have players starting to come back though. So it's not too like you're not too as... late though. <laughs> Maybe a little too little too late. I don't know. We'll get to it, but you're just one spot away from making these uh, these playoffs. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's close. I don't know. It's like it's so far fetched. It's like those games, like in week seventeen, where it's like you need a win, and then someone else needs to lose, and someone else needs to beat someone else. Like that's literally my chances. No, it's it's way simpler than that. <sighs> All that needs to happen is Chris lose and you win. I think Chris. That's is... literally the only thing that has to happen. But I think Chris is supposed to win this week. Or yeah, this week. I mean, you who cares? And I, but I think he's like Parker. playing Fred. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You have way higher chances than a certain myself. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> On that note, uh, share with the pod and our international listening base here. How do you know me? Well, I know you because you are married to my best friend. Doesn't hurt. Hmm. My travel buddy. My always down friend, my hype woman, stuff like that. Yeah. Hopefully she listens to all these (laughs) kind things you're saying about her. Oh, she is going to listen, but only for Roxanne. Exactly. (laughs) Not period Johnny, period. We'll see. We shall see. Um, Do you remember how your league invite happened? I literally feel like she told me that I was joining. Or she was like, Johnny's starting a fantasy league and you're in it. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) I guess I'm in it. Yeah, it sounded like something like that. Yeah. Because uh, th- th- that was the year where you started playing fantasy, right? It was, yeah. I think my first draft was maybe at work in that mm. league. And then, yeah, this one. And that was like my first time ever playing fantasy football. And I was like, I literally have no idea what's happening. And I still don't, but, you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We learn as we go, as we do anything in life. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the last couple of years have been a little bit better, but those first three were rough. I mean, there's people who've been playing forever, and this year has been rough for many. <laughs> That's fair. But tell us, uh, who's your favorite NFL team and why? I don't, it's rough because I got into football when I was living in San Diego mm. and through like having to attend football games in high school and band. And so then the, the Chargers were my team. But so that's mm. why I feel conflicted because it's like so many. Charger fans are like, 
I hate them now because they're in LA, but I'm like, oh, but I still watch them. And it's like, they're fun to watch, even though they mm. always <laughs> lose at the very end. So I don't know. So I still, I still have some of my Chargers gear. I still watch their games and I root for them. So it's kind of them because they were my hometown. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, hometown loyalty is a thing. Yeah. I can respect it. I'm not a fan yeah. of them, but I can respect your reasons. <laughs> yeah. And maybe one of these years they'll figure out how to like hold their lead and not lose it in the fourth quarter. But, you know, it's just that's just their MO. It's getting better. It used to be like they would lose their lead in like the last 30 seconds. Yeah. And so now if it's the whole last quarter, I mean, there's some some progress in that, I guess. <laughs> You know, I'll take it. I'll never forget. I think it was, it must have been the Chargers last year in San Diego, but they lost to the Browns and that was the Browns only win that year. That was, that was a tough one. Ouch. <laughs> that hurts a little bit. That was a tough one. <laughs> that you know what, sucks. The Chargers, the Chargers lost to the Raiders last week. So that hurts a lot too. Yeah. And the Raiders scored a bunch of points. Anyway. Enough Charger talk. Um, so this was, you joined this league when this, well, obviously when this league started, and that's when you first started playing fantasy. Uh, right now, how many fantasy teams are you on, and have you had any championship wins? So this year, it's only this one. Um, I did get invited to join another league at work, but I was like, right as I was moving, and I was like, sorry, dude, it's just too much to try to do like a brand new league with new people and also move so I was like now I'm just gonna stick to the one that I have loyalty to and I was like maybe hit me up next year or something and then I haven't won any of the leagues but there was one year where I got third place and I was nice. really happy about that <laughs> it's good yeah I mean it's just you know at least in our league you know there's only one winner out of 12 people so like third place is, is not not too shabby by any means okay you get your um, buy-in that- back so that's worth it Oh, for sure. And yeah. that league was $100. So I was like, all right, I'll take it. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, at most, how many fantasy leagues have you been in, in one time? Just two. Oh, that first year was two leagues? I think my first three years was two leagues. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Did you say that other buy-in was $100? Yeah, my work league, there was like, there were three leagues that we had because there were so many people that were interested. So it was like $50 for people that were like newbies, $100 for people that had played at least like one league before. And then, like, people who were super competitive and, like, have played a lot, they had a $250. Holy moly. And they had a punishment for if you lost. I mean, I I would really love to integrate a punishment into our league, but a $250 buy-in, like, Johnny has a hard enough trouble trying to get me to pay him $50 for this league. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) I always forget every year. This is uh, everyone's reminder to pay your dues. There's a few people that have not paid dues. This is your friendly reminder. Pay your dues. And it's not me for once. Not me either. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of money. That's interesting that you bring that up. There, There's this league format that I've heard of that we're not going to do because it's too difficult. But it's relegation leagues. And so, like, I feel like your work league would do really well with that. So, like, if you if you get, let's say, like, the last two places in the league, you drop down a bracket next year. Oh. So you, you had those three different levels, right? And so the winner gets bumped up, right? And so you want to be in that higher, highest tier. But it takes a lot of people and a lot of commitment. But that, that, that'd be 
I think that would work well for your, that work league. Yeah, too bad I left that company though. So screw them then. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. No I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to pay a two hundred fifty dollar buy-in. That's crazy. Yeah. No, no thank you. High I'd rather rollers. be in five fifty dollar <laughs> leagues. Uh-huh. That's intense. Jeez. So I know we're obviously already heading into week fourteen, but let's travel back in time, shall we, to preseason, to our fantasy draft. Do you recall what spot you drafted this season in Final Dynasty, and how did you felt about your draft then versus your team now? drafted seventh and I was like this is a weird spot but just went with it and you know I felt pretty okay after the draft um I was pretty happy with some of these like later round people that I picked up I kept texting Johnny that he kept stealing all the people that I wanted to draft (laughs) in the later rounds um which is a total Johnny thing to do and then you know I feel pretty good about it but then I always struggle I feel like a lot of the time in this league my first round pick is a bust like last year I had Clyde Edwards Hilaire and then this year I had Najee Harris and then my <laughs> second round pick was um, Keenan Allen who's been hurt like almost the whole year so it's just been rough in my top top picks and it's always like random picks in the middle that kind of like come through like for me it was Swift I picked him like late a couple years ago and he's just been like clutch for me well when he's healthy you you had Najee in the first round, Keenan Allen in the second, all those injuries, and then Brees Hall in the third. Oh, God. Yeah. Woo. I just not even had picks. And then to, to save you, in the fourth, you picked Jerry Judy. Oh, God, who's also been injured for like half the season. Man, it's amazing that you're in the seventh place right now. But then, yeah, you salvage it with, with the DeAndre Swift keeper in the fifth, Justin Jefferson in the sixth, um... Then it gets Harry again with Lazard, and then James Robinson, Marquise Brown. Yeah, I literally I, have I, no idea. <laughs> I can't believe you're in seventh place right now. That's crazy. Miracles happen, let me tell you. Yeah, a lot of people say you can, you don't win your league in the draft, but you definitely can lose your league in the draft. But so yeah, at least you had those salvageable picks here and there. Those keepers definitely helped you. Justin Herbert's been a big part of your team, right? And he's had he had that shaky start, but he's been okay. He's been decent, yeah. And then, but all of a sudden, you have like half of the Chargers offense on your team, so you're very dependent. That, that, that's why you're you should be a Charger fan, if anything, because if the Chargers do well, you do well. Yeah, no, that's that. It's literally because there was no one on the waivers to really pick up. Like it's been so rough this season. I'm like, oh, let me just pick up DeAndre Carter because I really need a wide receiver. <laughs> so it's been it's been rough. But yeah, no, like you said, I literally feel like I just keep rolling my way through these wins over the last few weeks. So I had a really bad skid. I had a really bad skid when Crispy was having her like her ascent. I was just like falling. <laughs> I had like a five game losing streak at one point or something. It was rough. And like literally every week and I'd just be in, in my apartment. I'm like, God, I hate fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? (laughs) I'm like, why do I keep playing this every year? I don't understand. We all hate it a little bit. 100%. So on that note, tell us what your current record is. Scraping by with a seven and six. It's above 500. It's good. You know, in in some leagues, that'll get you a playoff spot right now. Unfortunately, that has you just outside of it. But seven and six is nothing is nothing to be um embarrassed by any means and again with that with that draft you had it's amazing that you're at seven and six honestly 
Yeah, you're like, like Johnny said, you're barely out of it. And just the way like the other records are and this the season has been crazy close. So that's been the difficult nature of the season for everybody. Yeah, I know. And it's stacked because like all the people ahead of me like have these really good stacked teams and score so many points. And I'm like barely scraping by with my wins because my team just barely beats whoever I'm playing to get my seven and six. So it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You've gotten it done. It's all that matters. Yeah. So tell us, what is your go-to Sunday football treat while you're hating and questioning your life as to why you're still involved in this uh what's your favorite food snack drink and what are you bringing to our final dynasty shindig if it ever happens well like johnny mentioned last week football out here is rough because the times are just so awkward and weird um i don't think i really have a go-to out here but like when i was in california i loved getting wings and things just something to snack on pick on but like lately I've been obsessed with making popcorn at home and my whirly pop so I think that is probably my go-to nowadays because I'll just have it in the middle of the first game so it'll be like 2 p.m first game still going and I'm like I guess I'm gonna make some popcorn now so I've been obsessed popcorn's great can't complain about that yeah that's a good touch I like that yeah in terms of what I'm gonna bring to this our little potluck thing so I love to make mac and cheese, and I also like to bake cookies. We have a dessert. Yes. So probably make some chocolate chip cookies and some mac and cheese. Love it. Can't say no to mac and cheese. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had it, Johnny. The mac and cheese? Or the cookies. I might have had the cookies. I remember Sabrina keeping cookies for me because they were yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> might have been those. I can't remember the mac and cheese, though. You brought up football in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. This, you're in your first season out there, so I know it's miserable. I was just there. Tell us, have you, how have you been dealing with it? Well, I think it's not the worst, only because I'm a night owl anyways. So watching the games and they end at like 1130, it's fine because like I feel like those games are not ones that are usually super close anyways. So you kind of just like go about your routine of like okay I'm gonna start getting ready for bed like in the fourth quarter and then when it's done the game is done you're like okay I'm gonna go to sleep now so it's not it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be but it does suck when you're just like okay it's Sunday night and normally the game is over now the Sunday night game on the west coast but it hasn't even started yet here yeah so that's the thing that's rough was like 8.30 is like when the Sunday night game starts and you're like, okay. So it's fine for Monday and Thursday because you're, yeah, it's fine for Monday that's and disgusting. Thursday because you're like done with work. Most of the time you're maybe done with dinner and you're like, okay, now I'm going to settle in for the night and like watch football. That's a good point. I don't know, but you're, but you're up to like almost midnight on Monday up to almost midnight on Thursday. Those are work nights, school nights. Yeah, but it's Sunday night. It's not so bad, though, because my team and my client is West Coast time. So, yeah, I don't have to wake up super early for work. So that's the one caveat. If I was like mm. a normal East Coast person, then I don't know. I probably wouldn't even bother watching those games. Because overtime, it's game over. It's over midnight. Easy. If it hits overtime. Oh, 100%. It's like, what's the point? 100 so yeah it's miserable yeah we were we were out of disney world on like thursday or whatever and then lose like we still have three more hours until football starts and it's like pitch black and it's like what's going on it's terrible. oh yeah i mean here now that the times change like the second game 
will be playing and it's already almost dark and it, the second game's just started for the day and that's the yeah. afternoon game on the west coast the afternoon mm-hmm. game it's crazy all right well on that note rocks it's late i know you need to go to bed but as mm-hmm. always with our guests we like to give them the the microphone get on your soapbox anything you want to say to the league any um grievances that you had against us uh the floor is yours my only grievance is you guys made me wait so long to be on the pod mm-hmm. oh but there was I'm a just reason kidding. no i'm just <laughs> kidding i'm just kidding i liked getting to know everybody else before it was my turn anyways but um no i, I mean I haven't really had a lot of things said against me this season, um, except for the weekly recap of all my hurt players. And I was just like, I know, please stop rubbing salt in the wound. But other than that, it's been fine. Um, and I really do look forward to meeting everyone because I'm like the one person who's never been to like an in-person draft just because it's, you know, I was the one person who didn't live in the area. And it was always like at a weird, not a weird time, but like not, you know, it was like a Sunday. And I was like, well, I'm not going to drive up and then drive down kind of thing maybe our hangout can be on a Saturday so I can stay up or you know stay up there and then come home on Sunday you know isn't the Pro Bowl usually on a Saturday or is it on a Sunday I have no idea what the Pro Bowl is I think it's a Sunday I think all the games are always on a Sunday I think it's oh, on a Sunday lame so but we have football on Saturday this week one year I did come up for the Super Bowl though but I left yeah like so quick after the game though so yeah uh, that first year um you and chris were virtual and uh, we had you guys on the zoom and uh that was the infamous uh, chris's son talking to <laughs> yelling at his pics and then um <laughs> but then chris came in person to last year this past year's draft so yeah you're the well pj hasn't had an in-person actually you and pj have not been to an in-person but yeah but you're, you'd be the longest member without an in-person draft we need to decide like our draft early for next season so that Hopefully most people, if not all, can all be in attendance. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I mean, I should be moved back by then, too. So I'm just the worst planner. Can just someone else plan the draft and then I can just show up? Like, I just am not good at it. If I plan it, it's going to be like overly done. So I don't know if you want me to plan it. I'm like an intense planner. 100% the whole Dave and Buster thing was all on Sabrina. Like she like got an email. Hey, you can do a draft at Dave and Buster's. I was like, cool. No one's going to want to come. And then like we planned it and like almost everyone showed up. And so that was her and like insisting we send out dates and do the whole thing. Um, I can't do it. I'm just not that person. I can't, I can't do that. So I mean, that tracks. Whomever <laughs> wants to take the reins on picking the draft date, by all means do it. Thank you guys for having me on excited. Um, and thank you again for making this podcast. It's really seriously been so fun. It's like my Friday night slash Saturday morning thing. Aww. So, yeah, it's a nice way to start your Saturday, you know, because you sometimes post it real late on Fridays. So I'm like, first thing Saturday, start listening to it. I know that's definitely something we have to figure out how to get better about next season is being more like consistent. I, I feel like Saturday, Saturday is that sweet spot to listen though, right? Because you might be busy a Friday night or something, hanging out or whatever. And Saturday's usually more of a chill day. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a chill day slash errand day. Yeah. But then by the time we're posting it on Saturday, then it's already Rox's like afternoon. Mm, that's a fair point. Yeah. It's like a late Friday night posting that gets into your ear Saturday morning. Yeah. That's how I think of it, you know, because Saturdays we like to go walk to get coffee. So it's like, you know, listen, sip the coffee, listen to the pod. It's a good nice. thing. Aww. All right, Rox. Aww. Well, thanks for hanging. 
Have a good night. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good we'll night. Talk to you soon. Gonna go sleep you now. Too. Yes. Get some rest. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Man, I forgot what it was like to have other people on this podcast. I mean, you forgot what it was like to have me on the podcast. Well, I was left alone because someone had a diva fit and stormed off. Well, I mean, I can still go on my diva fit. I am not making the playoffs in this Please league. Don't. You know, let, let's talk. We, you just opened this door. We're going to talk about this really quickly <laughs> here. So I am six and seven, right? Yeah. I lost to you by a tenth of a point, right? So that let's say tide's turn. I'm seven and six. Lest you forget, I also lost to Fred. <laughs> The worst team in the league, right? If I beat Fred and I beat you, I'm eight and six. And I'm sorry, eight and five. And I'm solid in sixth place. I mean, honestly, it's less about me beating you and you losing to Fred. Yeah, because Alvin Kamara had a crazy fantasy (laughs) resurgence and he had three touchdowns or whatever in that game. And I lose to Fred. And I lost to you by one Aaron Jones catch. If those two things don't happen, I'm easy in the playoffs. Easy. I mean, you did beat Lynn this week. <sighs> doesn't matter. It does. Like, it doesn't matter. All it did was actually help you, because now you're the number one seed. Well, that is true. Let's talk about rankings then. There are two teams now locked for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Myself and Lynn, due to I'm assuming points, I am in first at the moment. Mm-hmm. Lynn is in second. We are both currently supposed to have a bye in the playoffs, except we're playing each other this week, which we'll so talk good. about. So which good. Which we'll we'll talk about later. But anyways, those are the first and two spots on our rankings. Still fighting for a playoff spot. They're not yet locked because it is still very tight. Third through fifth, everyone is eight and five in their records. And we have Lou, Castro, and Arthur battling it out for those three spots. Then we have two people fighting for that last spot. Chris and Rox are both seven and six. So we already talked about this with Roxanne. She does have a really good chance uh, of making it, but also maybe not a good chance either. Just like she said, it's kind of like this has to happen and that has to happen and this has to happen. Only two things have to happen. She has to win and Chris has to lose. That's it. But she's going, okay, and I realized I didn't, Arthur, it's not because I don't like you, it's more because I'm afraid of your team, that I completely ignored him last week. (laughs) But Rox is playing Arthur this week, and Arthur has silently been, like, fortifying his team. Silently? Do you not remember all those trades he did? Yeah, but somehow, for some reason, I feel like he's been, like, skirting by under the radar, because he's, like, kind of been at the bottom of the pack recently. But he has like the most points, like consistently. He's getting like really high points consistently. And because he's been around like fifth or sixth, um, I feel like he hasn't been getting as much of attention on these rankings and on some of these chats. But he is definitely like a force to be reckoned with. Like, even though he's coming in likely like fifth or sixth seed, like. I'm very much afraid that Arthur's going to take this. Which remind me, he hasn't won before, has he? He has not. Okay, so if he does, at least it's not a repeat win. Arthur, you have my blessing. Um, But I don't want you to have it, but you are a team that I'm afraid of. 
yeah so i don't know there's a few things that have to happen for rocks but we'll see we'll we'll talk about matchups when we get there in eight and ninth pretty much out of it is pj and yourself you guys are both six and seven which i'm you know i'm sorry that that's how it ended for you guys but there's always the toilet bowl i hate to say as always but this has been pretty consistent <laughs> 10th through 12th is adrian with a four and nine record jay with a four and nine record and fred with a two and eleven record as always we had our top three leaders castro again is uh number one he had 160.30 points lou came in second with 148.92 and you were in third with a close 147.32 nice I do have a question for you, Johnny. I think, um, well, I don't want to say my pick is official, so I want to hear what you have to say. We're obviously a week away from the playoffs. They'd start next week. What are your predictions? Who do you think is going to take it? Oh, man. So if the playoffs are as they are currently situated, not looking at this week's matchups necessarily, you have a bye. Lynn has a bye. Castro faces Arthur. Those, That's, that's going to be a tough one, right? Both of those teams have been hot. Castro's been a leader for a long time. Um, Arthur's made a bunch of moves. Oh, I would say Arthur wins that one. So that would be you versus Arthur. Um, you two have been the most active ones. I would give that to Arthur because I know you're even afraid of him. So I say Arthur makes it to the championship. Looking at the other side, uh, it'd be Chris versus Lou. Um, I think Lou has a stronger team. Uh, Chris is making the playoffs, but Lou's definitely, um, he's our points leader for a reason, right? So he's going to go up against Lynn. I think Lynn loses to Lou as well. So I have Arthur and Lou in the championship. I would give it to Lou. Interesting. Uh, you definitely did it a different way than I did because you're you're ignoring how things could look after this week. Yeah. And yeah. I'm definitely looking at it from the perspective. I think probably because I'm like, no, I'm in it. I just don't really know where I'm going to land. But if I were to keep my buy, let's say, just kind of where I expect, based on where I think um, rankings are going to land, I think I'm going to make it to the championship. I think Lou and Arthur are going to face off the week before. And I don't know who is going to win that one because they are both scoring really high lately. Um except for Arthur last week, but I think that was just a fluke um, because Arthur has been like, if you look at Arthur's team, he's his team has like, he's not missing anybody. He has one person who's injured and I think it's Jarek McKinnon and like, <laughs> he doesn't even need him. So like, it's irrelevant. Lou's coming up, coming out of this last week, a little more banged up. Um, So that could be like the, like the real like game changer for them there depending on like how long his injuries last. So if, if I look at it that way, just based on like knowing what we know right now on injuries, I guess I can say Arthur makes it to the championships and I think Arthur beats me. Yeah. You, you bring up an interesting point. I think Lou is guaranteed a buy. Yeah. That's, 
That's why. So I think Lou gets the bye, and I think he then Arthur's going to beat whoever he plays in the first round. He's going to make it to the second round and face Lou, and I think that's going to be like the real like we just don't know. It's going to really depend, I think, on how strong Lou's team is with his injuries. And obviously, if nobody gets hurt on Arthur's team, but Arthur's team is healthy. A lot of it rides on your matchup, actually, to see how all that's going to play out. So it's tough to tell. I'm going to reassess next week once we once the final playoff order is set. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So I think, but I think ultimately we're coming out of this with the same pick. We both think Arthur is most likely going to take it. We shall see. We shall see. This is crazy because I had to listen to this, obviously, from afar. The Fumble Games, 11th elimination this week. Now there's only five teams remaining. But we, but before we find out who the 11th elimination was, I just want to quickly react and say that I can't believe Castro lost last week. He had such a great team. He, he's been riding so strong all season long. But yeah, he was our victim. Yeah, when I was editing like the rest of the pod and like putting it together and I got to that part, I like literally paused. I don't like I paused editing because I like gasped out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm that's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Who was the 11th elimination this week? I'm crossing my fingers that Chris is still in it. So we had our 11th elimination, right? Six teams. Uh, these teams are all stacked, right? These are all really, really good teams. The highest scoring team had 163 points. Uh, the Ooh. next team had 149 points. Cut another team in the 140s, and we got some 130s. Um, but unfortunately, we did have one team in particular that had Lamar Jackson, who scored 1.3 oh. points. He, that person also had Jalen Waddle, scored 1.9 points. So those are easily mm. 30 points that this person missed out. If they have any slight more production, they would have advanced because their point total was 104, where the next team had 112. And so the person who was eliminated was not Chris. Chris had the most <laughs> yeah. points at 163. Um, but it was a buddy of mine. I played with him in in another league as well. His name is Jerry. Um, he was a representative from district one. Oh, district District one is now eliminated. So I already mentioned Lamar Jackson, Jalen Waddle. Check out these running backs now on hitting waivers, Jonathan Taylor. And Austin Eckler. So literally, the the first round pick and the third round, the third pick in the first round are both now up for grabs in the fumble games. Wow, 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 wow. That's exciting. That is super exciting stuff. Um, Also very interesting to hear about um, how your pricing works in that one. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so now the next eliminated team gets a little bit of a... um, some cash back, and uh, all players from here on out get some money. Well, that's exciting. At least you made it this far, so at least you're not leaving empty-handed. That's right. So, yeah, we'll see who is the <laughs> fifth elimination. You had long predicted that the Dalvin Cook owner would be eliminated. 
The Dalvin Cook owners still still holding strong. Do they make it to championships and lose because of Dalvin Cook? We shall see. <laughs> the Dalvin Cook owner has Dalvin Cook on the bench. So that helps. Smart, smart. I mean, I don't know why he's, why he would hold on to him, but sure. <laughs> Maybe that's that's why. He like he got him, but like he's smart enough not to play him. And we'll see how uh, these five teams handle these six teams on a bye. Oh, yeah. Because remember, we have mini bench. We have three people on our bench. Oh, that's right. That's right. Huh. Well, as the fumble games must move forward, so shall we to our week 14 preview. Let's go ahead and start off with our waiver pickups. Nothing too exciting this week, actually. We only had five claims and everyone got who they wanted. There wasn't anybody with multiple claims. And then after that, there was just a lot of traffic uh, going on with free agency pickups. So waiver pickups are pretty calm right now. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, at this point in time, I think we should be pretty set on our teams. Again, re- remember that if you drop any players from now on, you can't keep them for next season. So I don't know if people already have that in mind, and that's why it's a little quieter. Um, but it looks like just minimal strategic kind of moves here. Uh, interesting to see you pick up the Chargers defense. Hmm. hmm. I wonder why I did that. Hmm. It's weird because they're playing Miami this week. So I feel like you're not starting them this weekend. I can neither. Little 3D chess, neither huh? Neither claim nor deny. You already got them on your team. You might as well brag on your foresight over here. They're playing the Rams week 17. Sure are. And the Titans and the Colts prior to that. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Other than that, there's like really not much else to do. So I got them stashed and I'll try to get by with the Vikings this week. Because I'm definitely not playing the Chargers this week against Tyree Kill. Well, it's finally the moment we've all been waiting for on this episode. Probably the most important matchup anyone will have this season except for the playoffs obviously but prior to the playoffs yeah we got our matchups we have for those of you in with your asterisks already anyway it's still important even for those with our asterisks already actually i don't even i i'm wondering how i did on my picks last week i didn't um actually notate that i feel like i did pretty well i know i picked a lot of upsets and i feel like there were some upsets last week i picked you to win I told you not to give up, and you won. You did it. So you're welcome. All for not. <laughs> All for not. You can, but I mean, if you and remind me, and everyone else, whoever wins the consolation prize or whatever, like that's the number one pick, right? No, the number one pick is going to be the person who gets fifth place. So it's the person who goes into the playoffs. And loses the first round and then wins the second round. Loses the first round but wins the second round? Yeah, because the people who lose the like in the beginning of the playoffs, they don't get moved down to the toilet bowl. So they have their own little playoffs. Oh, I mean, oh, so, I get it. That that second round. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. And then, okay, so if it's fifth, fifth chooses first, then... Sixth chooses next. So is it fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth? Yeah. And then one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. Yes. So the winner gets the last one. Yeah. 
Interesting. Because one through four are the ones that play for money, right? Because the top three win. Mm-hmm. And so that they're, they're at the very end. Five and six are the ones that are going to get their first two picks and then toilet bowl and all the way down. I see. I see. So, well, I mean, whoever wins the consolation bowl or the toilet bowl, that's second pick. Third. That's third pick? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Cause six this is not part of the toilet bowl. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still not bad. Third pick is still pretty decent. Yeah. No, for sure it is. Well, a good reminder crash course on things to keep in mind that's right and as as it's standing right now i'm gonna face fred in the first week of the consolation bracket and i'm sure fred's gonna have an amazing game and alvin Kamara's is gonna score six touchdowns and i'm gonna lose the first round of consolation bracket if you lose that that <laughs> it's highly unlikely but <laughs> would be it's really not sad. fred already beat me it's not well, speaking of your matchups, we'll talk about this week's first and worry about next week's next week. This week, your six and seven team is playing Adrian's four and nine team. You have a 56% chance to win to Adrian's 44% chance. It's pretty tight. Yeah, it's close. Next matchup is Fred's two and 11 team against PJ's six and seven team. PJ is favored to win 74% to Fred's 26%. So again, like Fred is just being destroyed in these matchups. I just don't see a way how you lose to him. Well, his projection is so low right now because Alvin Kamara is on a bye. And the only other bench running back that he has right now is Melvin Gordon. Who's like not playing. He's on a practice squad. He's on the Kansas City practice squad. Yeah, okay. All to say is that, you know, the first week of Constellation Bracket, Kamara's going to be back and on fire. Coming off of a bye, he's scoring six touchdowns. We'll, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. We'll, so we'll have to look at what the projections are next week when we get there. So let's not worry about it. We shall see. Uh, next one, this is a big one. Uh, Lou at 8-5, and five, he has a 55% chance to win. Against Jay, 4 and 9, 45% chance. Still a really high percentage for Jay. And um, Lou is definitely in contention to have a buy, right? All he needs is a win, and he will get a buy. So Jay can definitely play spoiler for um, for Lou this week. Yeah, and, and Jay's been pulling out some surprise wins against some of you know these more dominant teams. So it's not unheard of. Um, he had a really close matchup with Castro last week. He did ultimately lose, but uh, I'm sure Lou is not currently sitting pretty and is probably a little nervous. I wouldn't blame him. I'm I, I've been nervous in a lot of these matchups lately. Uh, next one we have is another big one. Chris seven and six uh, currently has a forty eight percent chance to win against Castro eight and five. 52% chance to win for Castro, so another tight one. Uh, I'm just looking at this right now, and actually Castro has a shot at a buy as well. If he wins and Lynn and Lou both lose, then Castro can get a buy also. So, yeah, even fourth place can jump up to second is possible. Who has? Yeah, actually, well, yeah, if, yeah, Castro, Castro can even beat you out for a buy also. I mean, I figured, I, I thought that basically it, whoever loses, let's get there when we get there. 
Next matchup we have is Arthur's eight and five team and Roxas seven and six team. Arthur is favored 55% chance to Roxas 45% chance. I know Rox mentioned she's nervous going up against Arthur. I don't blame her. Um, but this is a this is a tight matchup here. This is a big matchup for Rox. I think I think Arthur's fine no matter what. No matter which way this goes, but I I think this is a this is a pretty big deal for for Rocks, and it's close. Yeah, Rocks is Rocks is outside of the playoffs right now, but there's a scenario where she makes the playoffs. If she wins and Chris loses, then Rocks gets the six seed. Yeah, it's crazy how tight it still is the week before the playoffs. Sure is. In our final match, the match of the week. The match of, dare I say, the regular season, it all comes down to this. Our one and two seed, our longtime one seed, Lynn, currently sitting in second place with her nine and four record, has a 53% chance to win against your favorite co-host, Crispy, also with a nine and four record, just squeezed into the first seed. She's currently projected a 47% chance to win, so just under 50% there. The winner of this matchup gets a bye. The loser most likely loses the bye. Yeah, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. I think you know, whoever loses this has to drop to third or fourth if both Lou and Castro win, right? Correct. I think we, we would either one of us would drop to fourth because if the other two win, though. if the other two win, because they both have more yeah. points than both of us already. Yeah. Lynn and I are ahead based on record alone. But it's it's the same thing with Arthur, though, because Arthur's the same record, eight and five. And Arthur would beat both of you guys out in points. I mean, you two are closer. Yeah, it would just depend on like what our points are. The thing about this projection, I will say that there kind of needs to be an asterisk on this. You both have your asterisks. You're not getting an extra asterisk. <laughs> this matchup needs an asterisk. Um, Let's give it a footnote. Okay, I'll give it fine. A it gets a footnote, an annotation. I am very lucky I was able to get the Chargers on the waiver. But the moment that went through, all of the players got updated. And Brandon Cooks has now been upgraded to questionable. I don't believe he's going to play. I still haven't decided what to do with Brandon Cooks. But he is preventing me from making any sort of moves. So my lineup is currently <laughs> without flex p- person and without a defense. That is the footnote that I would like to add to my matchup against Lynn. Um, but I don't know. My entire team could just crap their pants and it not even matter. So I I don't know. I am definitely sweating this matchup. I obviously will make a decision. I don't have anybody playing on Thursday, so I still have time to see if anything changes. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think I was going to be in this position this week. I obviously, like everyone else, was just hoping to make it to the playoffs. Um, I think my best chance at this point in making it to championship week is to keep that first round by in first place. I obviously can't even keep a first round by in second place unless multiple people lose and if I lose as well. So and I'm more afraid of facing certain people prior to championship week. These are all tight matchups. I don't know. I may be screwed. I may be out round two. I may be out round one. There's a lot of chess pieces here that are hard to predict. 
bottom line is that these matchups are all very, very intense. And um, I think the only guaranteed win here this week is PJ, and it doesn't even really matter. Sorry, PJ. It doesn't even matter. And I guess your matchup doesn't really matter. But if I would have beat you, if I would have had two more yards, <laughs> beat Fred, I'm in the playoffs. I mean, honestly, your biggest mistake is just not beating Fred. So, coulda, woulda, shoulda. I, I was two yards away from beating you. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Go get mad at Packers. Oh, well. Well, we spent a lot of time here. This pod episode at this point is going to be like two hours long. Well, as always, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Those of you guys that made it all the way through here. As always, I'd like to tell you guys to like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Tell every single one of your friends. Tell a stranger at this point. You know what? Tell your enemy. Just tell everyone. Tell your frenemy. Tell your frenemy. <laughs> tell your frenemy. Uh, don't forget to find us on Twitter at Noka underscore pod. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys. I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone on the final week of the regular season, week 14. Unless, of course, you're playing one of us. In which case, we hope you lose. Unless it benefits, you know, you not facing Arthur and the buy thing and the other thing and the other thing and the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, unless we can beautiful mind this, then. <laughs> maybe I, maybe we do want you to beat one of us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How about tie? Let's, let's tie? let's tie. Let's get a tie this week. <laughs> Bye, everybody.